It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Tough early week at the Spears household. I got a daughter with strep. I got a grandson with strep. Just trying not to get it myself. I'll be okay, Scooter. Could have let me know. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. It is Tuesday, July 11th, Amazon Prime Days. I was going to steal my wife's phone so that uh, she couldn't order Amazon Prime. She caught me (laughs) and uh, said, you idiot, I've got a laptop. So she's right. Uh, Say a prayer for me and my bank account. Because Amazon Prime Days today and tomorrow. Thanks she for started the conversation today with, you know, they've got 43-inch TVs. Good de- I go, I don't want a 43-inch TV. <laughs> Double that. Okay? Double that. <laughs> if you don't start with a 6 or probably a 7, I don't want it. And uh, she reminded me that uh, you don't have enough room for that big of a TV. Yes. We'll find room. We'll get rid of a chair or a, a sofa or a love seat. We'll get rid of something. We'll have plenty of room. But I've told her, don't buy me a TV. Please do not. But hopefully she can refrain from emptying the bank account on Amazon Prime Days. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. I had to vent, Scooter. I'm sorry. That's fine. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your text in at that number. And stop by Thornton's today. Get yourself a uh, 32-ounce or smaller fountain drink. 89 cents. 89 cents for 32 ounces on a nice hot summer day. Come in. Grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. The uh, category this week is TV dramas. I've gotten a ton of responses. We'll reveal the entire list on Friday. Again, I said this yesterday, Scooter. I, I got too many women in my uh, request feed <laughs> because this is us and 30-something They're not at the top, but they're near the top. So, guys, give me some options here. Best television drama. It can be medical. It can be family. It can be law. It can be police. It can be science fiction. Best television drama of all time. I actually need to change one of mine. Send me your top three. I'm I'm not going to let you know what what I should have put on there. So, my my daughter said, does Stranger Things count? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely it counts. It's a drama. Um, you know, it's sci-fi. I'm not going to do a sci-fi show. You know what I should have done? And this is revisionist history now. I'll do it next summer. Pick an actor and give me the favorite movie of all time. Ooh, that's like, good. Like yeah. one, one week do Tom Cruise. Yeah. One week do Meryl Streep. Sure. One week do Paul Newman. Whatever. So we'll do that. Stay tuned. In 11 months, we'll do that. I like to prepare the audience. <laughs> Uh, the Wire is winning right now. Really? I've never seen it. Me neither. I, I brought that up yesterday. Uh, I feel like an idiot, but 
people uh, people tell me, oh, you haven't seen The Wire? You you're a you're a pop culture guy that's seen Breaking Bad, Sopranos, all these shows, and you've never seen The Wire. What's wrong with you? Is what they tell me, and they're probably right. But the good news is, I got a week off coming up here soon. Maybe I'll watch. Maybe I binge it. So you know what we haven't Unless been the doing. Wife wants to go out of town. What we haven't been doing. I'm listening. I don't know that every Friday you just reveal what the results are. I don't know that we ever delve into what your top three actually are in each category. Uh, well, uh, sitcoms. I threw Barney Miller in there, and I got ridiculed so badly for I that. Remember the Barney Miller thing? But we. I that, don't know uh, that we ever talk. You're like your top three game shows. Uh, it's, it's simple for me. It's, it's Jeopardy. It's Wheel of Fortunes. Price is right. My gosh. Now they're, it's chalk is that's what it is. So it's chalky. chalk. Yeah. I didn't do family feud, although Steve Harvey's great. Everything else. I mean, look, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of, a lot of, it's like if I did soap operas, I'm not giving you my top three. I didn't watch any soap operas. My mother watched soap operas from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. every day. Every day. And back then, in the 1970s, guess how many TVs we had? One. One TV. And I was at home, uh, preschool. Not good. But I digress. Dramas this week. Hit me up on the text line with your top three dramas, 414-1450. Men, please, please, I don't want these sappy, tearjerker family dramas in, on in the top five, but that's that's on me. I did want a woman's perspective on all of these lists, so I asked, and I got what I deserve. Did you watch the uh, home run derby last night? Oh Scott? yeah, every I, every pitch. Yeah, I flip back and forth. I can't. Now let me say this: it's much better than it used to be. I said on the show yesterday, it is scheduled for eight to ten, and it's there is no way it's over at ten o'clock. And I was right again. It was over a little bit after 11. 11, yeah. Um, I'm tired today. The good part now is there is no umpire that has you have to wait for the home run to land. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I hit the up. homer. The ball's in the air for five seconds, and you're not allowed to throw another pitch. Was that just like a safety thing for all the kids in the outfield? Because we kind of saw that. they don't care about yeah, the safety now. Well, we kind of saw that backfire last night. Did it happen? Yeah. yeah, a kid got hit. First of all, why are they out there? I understand boys and girls clubs, all that. I get it. It's, this is a, a – we want the younger generation to love baseball. Man, you're you're in the way of balls that are coming 100 miles or more off the bat. I saw somebody last night say, replace the kids in the outfield with drunk college students. How much more entertaining would that be? Yeah, that's a bad idea because somebody's <laughs> going to urinate in the outfield, not going to care. Uh, if you say college students and we, we have co-ed out there, you're going to have something going on <laughs> inappropriate. Now, can't do that. Uh, I don't know how to protect. First of all, put helmets on the kids. Don't let them run around out there in their ball caps. So where does kid get hit? What part of the body? Uh, I don't recall. It was late. Did they show it? They so I saw it out like the corner of my eye. I guess my roommate got a pretty good look at it. We debated going back and rewinding and watching, but I was like, ah, it's kind of cruel. So I, I I couldn't tell you like the intense details of it all. But it was it was. I mean, I think it's cool that they're out there. You yeah. get to be on a major league field, All Star Week, shagging fly balls. That's cool. However, 
you can't put out the kid that is nine years old and plays right field in his league. Sure. Yeah. Because he can't catch. That's yeah. why he's in right field. A majority of them looked pretty athletic. There was one kid that was like, he was probably six foot four. I thought he was going <laughs> to rob a couple. I was so, like, what are you doing? That's got to be somebody's kid, right? One of the players' Maybe. kids out Maybe there. Maybe so. Um, in any event, the fact that they sped it up now where the pitcher can just keep firing pitches in there is great. Made it awesome. My pick was Julio Rodriguez. He hit 41 home runs in the first round. Did you at least watch that? I did. I watched him. It was incredible. The crowd was great for him. His bat was great. Most of their bats were cool. How what? How impressive was it, the rhythm that him and his pitcher got in? He would would bring his arms up and then set them. To me, the pitcher was more impressive than the Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Now, he had 41 home runs. That's equally impressive. Sure. But every pitch was right where it was needed in to the be. exact yep. same spot. A little bit top of the strike zone, inner half, and he kept hitting them in this. I wanted to be in left field. I wanted yeah. to be in the bleachers because they got all, everybody should have got a foul ball last night. There TJ three, has a 341 home runs hit last night. TJ has a friend that caught one. TJ, first of all, Off the, the first half of that statement can't be accurate yeah he doesn't have any friends oh snap but secondly off the netting yeah he it was a it was a, a foul woman. ball she uh, she said no it was a home run it was one of vladdy's but it, it, i don't know how it came off that yeah, how's her netting that's what there. he was saying because they're supposedly hitting them they but did anybody hit one out of the stadium no because eddie this is why i can't watch eddie perez jeez it there was it so is. annoying that's it yeah i've been listening to this moron for the last Ten years, maybe. When ESPN, whenever ESPN does their cutbacks, where they like this year, it was Mike uh, Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Susie Colbert. They've all been let go. Every time they do that, I hope Eddie Perez is on the list. <laughs> I know that's mean spirited. I loved his dad with the big red machine. I can't listen to his drivel. See, I like him doing actual games, but the home run derby, he was pretty annoying. I don't I mean, like every, him doing any. Every ball that came off the bat, he was just like, oh! Well, he said, there is going to be a ball hit out of this stadium, and I said, you're an idiot. Yeah, I don't. Alone in my I basement. I don't my recall seeing one. Now, I know so somebody. I guess it's me. I know somebody hit one about 485. I don't recall who it was. Uh, well, So, Rodriguez hits 41. I picked him. And I'm counting my money here. Same. I was in the same boat. Pete Alonzo, two-time winner, two of the last three years. By the way, I misspoke yesterday. I'll correct that shortly. Pete Alonzo, 21, lost by 20 in the first round. <laughs> That's what we call a bad draw. Who got a bad draw last night in the bracket? Pete Alonzo got a bad draw. Because I think, I think he was the two seed. Yeah. He was the two Julio Rodriguez was the seventh yeah. seed. Ah, uh, the fun last uh, – my, my mistake yesterday was I said Julio Rodriguez won it last year. He came in second last year. Juan Soto won the home run derby mm-hmm. last year. So, E-me. That's an error on, on uh, me if I, if I was playing shortstop. That's an E-me. Um, w- the fun part – first of all, the 41 by J-Rod was a new record for oh, any yeah. round by far. Although that will be topped. You think so? Yeah, with the way the format is now where they can just fire. Keep swinging, keep swinging, yeah, keep exactly. swinging. That'll be top. Uh, well, we didn't have Shohei. Nope. Um, who else were we missing? Mike Trout's hurt. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts said he did it just because his wife told him she wanted him to do it. He had uh, a low of 11. Yeah, thanks, babe. 
Thanks, honey. Thanks, I really honey. look good on national <laughs> yeah, TV. No kidding. There goes uh, 50, 50, 500,000 of my new contract out the door. Well, Mookie, you don't hit home runs. We're not, we can't give you that much money. Got Aaron Judge that could have been in it. Judge. Well, he's hurt. Too, yeah, he's but. hurt. Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys that hit mammoth home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but Although Arena is not one of those guys, and he had a, the finals. That second round he had was incredible. 35. So. Adley Rutschman hit 27 mm-hmm. off his dad. Now, to me, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. I remember when uh, Robinson Cano won it one year with his dad pitching to him. And when Rutschman hit 27, I thought he was going to advance, didn't you? Well, oh, yeah, for sure. But did you watch his at bat? When he switched from left hand to right he hand, he hit 19 from the left hand side and went eight for eight. Seven. In the 30 seconds. I thought he was seven for eight. Oh, I thought he hit them all out. I thought he had 20. Going Did he have 20 overtime. going into it? Okay, so either way, seven, seven of, of eight. eight. And the other one I mean, hit the warning track. Stupid impressive. I, uh, I mean, I was I was coming out so of my recliner. So he hits in the regulation time left-handed, Yeah, and then he switches to right-handed in the 30-second bonus, uh, bonus time. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Wild. And they showed his family. Look, that was a feel-good. Yeah. Until Luis Robert hit a walk-off 28th home run. And uh, sent Adley home back to Baltimore with 50 seconds left. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, so, I mean, he may have hit 41 if he if time allowed. A Rosa Reina. First of all, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was the winner. He joins his father uh, as the only father son duo to win the home run derby. He had 26 in the first round, but he only had to beat Mookie, who had 11. Mm-hmm. Did you see when Vlad went to a knee at one point? No. Because the, now that there's no umpire to slow them down, they get tired. Oh yeah, they were. He was. He these was guys warped. were spent. Oh yeah. He beat Julio Rodriguez twenty-one twenty in the semifinals, and he beat a Rosarena twenty-five twenty-three in the finals. Wasn't it twenty-four twenty-three? It says twenty-five twenty-three right here. Really? Because Rosarena Rosarena batted second. Yeah, I know that. And he I, batted last. He was. I thought he was one off. He just needed one more to tie. Uh, again, I didn't watch the but whole was, thing, but was, I did take that off ESPN.com. Today. It was I'm late. I'm assuming it's right. It was late in the night. Um, Luis Robert Jr. was the fate. I mean, he was the number one seed because he has more homers than anybody in the Derby coming in. Uh, and he beat Adley Rushman in the first round, but then lost to Rosarena 35-22 in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Sox, they stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a fun night. I I love the pace of it now. It, it, you're not going after past midnight, which is good. Um, but again, I want to see Aaron Judge. I want to see Shohei Otani. Yeah, really. And I know it's not Judge's fault. He's hurt. Otani. He's got a blister, which is not allowing. Him. He's going to start a DH tonight. I just don't think he wants to do it. Slam dunk. I heard this argument today. Slam dunk contest or home run derby? Which would you rather win? Now you're shorter than I am, and I'm short, <laughs> so we can't win the slam dunk contest unless it's on a little tykes basket. That's true. Which I dunk on with so my grandson. Answer for every us is day. easy. Uh, but what would you rather win, Scoots? I mean, as a five foot five guy, slam dunk contest, no question. I'll join Nate Robinson. Who won the slam dunk contest last year? Couldn't tell you. There you go. I don't watch it. Two years ago, it was Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of these guys that have won it. Oh, it was Mac McClurg. Mac McClung. Oh, that's right. Yep. 
from the G League You're came right. up and won it last year. Um, I, I think it's cooler to say I won the home run derby. Yeah. In my opinion. Because everybody in the NBA dunks. Not everybody hits home runs in Major League Baseball. Most people do, but not, not everybody does. Everybody in the NBA, including Steph Curry, if he wanted to, can dunk. <laughs> So, fun night. Now you got the All-Star game tonight. I got the starting lineups in front of me. We'll get to that after the break. Uh, I do I do have to work tonight Ooh, at boom. the liquor store. Boom. I haven't missed an All-Star game in, I'm going to say, 40 years, just as a guess. I'd be calling off. Nah, I have the TV on. I mean, it's a oh, liquor okay. store. There's yeah. a TV That's on. That's right. Yeah. But, ho- okay, nobody come to the liquor. My boss don't want to hear this. Nobody come <laughs> to the liquor store after 8.15 tonight because I got to watch the uh, All-Star game. But I'll give you the lineups coming up. We got a lot to talk about. Bob Huggins, Pat Fitzgerald in the news. Uh, Kentucky plays basketball tomorrow. And uh, Bellerman. They love playing Division I teams in basketball. We'll see who they're going to play this year. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Eye. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Justin Kalen on the other side of the glass. Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow as Kentucky opens their global jam against Team Germany. 1.30 tomorrow, CBS Sports Network. Um, Louisville will be represented as well. Louisville women are playing in the global jam as Team USA as well. So Team USA is UK and U of L. Oh, I thought you were going for Okorafor. Uh Emmanuel Okorafor will be playing for Team Africa. The Louisville big man will be playing uh, for Team Africa. So Kentucky and Germany, or well, USA and Germany <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. Um, I bet it's Team Germany. I bet it's not one team from Germany, just like Africa and just like Canada. I bet it's not one team from each of those places. I bet they have all-star team. You think it's their best? No. I think this is going to be better. These are going to be better teams than Kentucky saw in the Bahamas. Boy, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why they they get to play. Right? These summer things are once every four years, supposedly. Loophole, John. Loophole. Well, we're not Kentucky. We're Team USA. Everybody on your roster plays for Kentucky. Oh, NCAA's got a lot of power. Don't they have a guy from another team? It's not all Kentucky. If they do, I don't know who it is, and I haven't heard that. Texter, TJ, called me out, said, I hope their uh, Bellarmine likes playing Division One team. Since they are one, <laughs> I meant to say Power 5, Power 6 team. I call it Power 6 because Big East in basketball. Power 6. That's what I meant. My bad, TJ. Again, that's two errors. That's one yesterday, one today. Not good. He also said the dunk contest is subjective. The home run derby is numbers-based. He's absolutely correct. I agree with that. Uh, Texter says, John, why do you have such an issue with UK getting to play? It's not UK. It's Team USA. (laughs) I don't have an issue with them getting to play. I think it's great. I can't. I will be in front of my television at 1.30 tomorrow watching the CBS Sports Network. I want to see them play. 
man. Team Africa's huge. Give me the numbers. Seven, you, seven, two, seven, one. What, what not that huge. You've got the ball. I want to get the oh. I just think third in center field. J.D. Martinez, third Dodger in the top four here. DHing and hitting fourth. Nolan Arenado for the last place Cardinals, hitting fifth at third base. Luis Arise, who's been flirting with the 400 mark all year at second base, hitting sixth. Sean Murphy, the Braves catcher, who's having a great year, hitting seventh. Uh, Carroll in left field, the Arizona Diamondback. Corbin Carroll. Uh, he's had a shoulder issue, but he is going to play in the All-Star game. And Orlando Arcia, the Braves shortstop, will hit ninth. That's a pretty solid lineup. Of oh, course, yeah. it's an all-star game. That should be a pretty solid lineup. Um, as far as striking out, Acuna doesn't strike out much. Freeman, Betts, Martinez will strike out. Murphy will strike out. Most of these other guys, though, it's hard to get the ball past them three times and then at bat. American League, Marcus Simeon from the Rangers will lead off at second base. Shohei Otani will DH and bat second. Randy Arozarena hitting third in left field from the Rays. Corey Seager, another Ranger, the shortstop hitting cleanup. Uh, Diaz at first base from uh, the Rays. Garcia, Adolis Garcia, who was in the home run derby last night in right field hitting sixth. Austin Hayes of the Baltimore Orioles hitting seventh in center field. And then a couple of Texas Rangers to fill it out. Josh Young at third and Jonah Heim, the catcher. The Rangers with five starters on the all-star uh, team. Simeon, Seager, Garcia, Young, and Heim. That's too uh, many. strong. It's too many. It is too many, but they're all having really good years. I know it's a popularity contest with the fans vote. But all those guys are playing great, and that's the reason the Rangers are in first place. So you you're thinking NL? Yeah. Too many Rangers. I mean, they haven't they haven't won since 2012. Yeah. AL seems to and always the, win. This and game. the Rangers have kind of they've played above where I think they should be. Meanwhile, the Dodgers have played below where I think they should be. Dodgers have a lot of starters on the NL team. Plus, you've got Acuna. Yeah, I think the I think this is the year the NL gets it done, breaks the streak. There are. This is only the third time in the history of the All Star Game that five players from one team will start the game. Wow. The other two times, the Big Red Machine with Bench, Rose, Foster, uh, Morgan, and who was the other one? I think it was Concepcion, but it might have been Tony Perez. Either way. Uh, in the mid-70s and in the 40s, one of the Yankee teams had five guys. Both of those teams, by the way, went on to win the World Series. I'm just saying, hmm. the Rangers were the third team to ever have five position player starters in an All-Star game. The other two teams won the World Series. Something to chew on. It's, just, it's, a, fun, it's a fun fact. That's all it is. Uh, I'm going to take the American League tonight. And I don't think their their starting lineup is better. But when I think Zach Gallen, who's really good mm-hmm. against Garrett Cole, and I know they're only going to pitch an inning apiece. I get that. Who are the who are the pitchers that are going to come in after these guys? That's what you got to ask yourself. Right. Um, but I like the American League just because they're in the home ballpark. You're going to see some Mariners eventually, including Julio Rodriguez. And uh Mariners have a disappointing season. 
The AL, you mentioned it, hasn't lost since, what would you say, 2012? 2012, yep. I mean, you were in your, you were young 20s back then. Yeah. I wasn't 50 yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a long time. The AL streak continues tonight. That's my call. Who you got? You going to go NL? I'm looking at the final rosters now. Put a steak sandwich on there? (sighs) Yeah, I'll go NL. I'll go NL. Because I, I, so I am, am going to base it on the pitching, and I do think the American League has the better pitching yeah. overall. But, I mean, the NL's strong enough. You've got Gallon, Strider, Elder. Justin Steele kind of worries me. Mitch Keller kind of worries Justin me. Justin Steele's been great. Josiah Gray definitely worries me. Well, you hate, but then you've you, got, you hate you some Josiah Gray. What did you've he got do Kershaw you? and then Stroman. Senga's had a good year. I, I, yeah, I think it's strong What did enough. Josiah Gray do to you? I just you talked about him that one day. He could be an a all-star. Cincinnati Red by the end of the month. I hope not. I hope not. By the way, Otani came out yesterday, or I guess during all this All-Star Week, that and said through an interpreter, "Losing sucks." Well, yeah, I hate losing. That tells me you better trade him. I think that's a message to Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels. You better trade me. Because if you don't trade me, you're going to get one draft pick for me, a compensatory pick, which is going to be 70th in next year's draft. You better trade me. Mike Trout's hurt. They've lost 9 of 10, the Angels. They uh, went from one game out of the wild card eight days ago to five games out of the wild card now. They are not going to make the playoffs. Jeff Passan said it yesterday. They're not making the playoffs. So if you're the Angels, you sit back. Uh, I would now look. You still got Otani, and you still want to fill up the stands, so you keep him till the deadline. Mm-hmm. But on June twenty eighth or 29th, July, I'm sorry, July twenty eighth or 29th, you alert teams that my phone is on. Call me, and they will be ringing off the hook to get Otani. Yankees are going to call whether or not they're in the race or not because they want to get him and sign him for a long-term deal. The Dodgers are going to call. Texas will probably call. They apparently got a lot of money. They brought in a lot of free agents. I would say teams like Arizona, Tampa Bay, um, smaller market teams, they're going to call as a courtesy. You know what? Detroit's going to call. Mm-hmm. Washington's going to call. The Oakland Athletics are going to Everybody's going to call because this is a rental. This is a two-month rental of a player. The lower-level teams, Oakland, Washington that I mentioned, they're going to call and say, hey, we got to make sure we can sign him, but if, if we agree to a deal with him and his agent, then we want to trade for him. But the teams that are in the race, that are, you know, Houston, Texas, Cincinnati, believe it or not. Cincinnati, by the way, I I know this is a pipe dream for Reds fans. They got a lot of young talent. Mm -hmm. They got as much young talent that they could package together as anybody in the league. Ellie De La Cruz. And this is ludicrous. This is ludicrous. Don't you dare, John. Don't get angry with the messenger. I'm mad already. (laughs) 
What's what's wrong with my mic? What are you doing over there, Scooter? Here's the thing. Ellie De La Cruz's Major League time started a month and a half ago, right? Mm -hmm. Never been in the majors before then. Got a long time before you're going to have to pay him. If the Reds said to to, uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California, we are going to package Ellie De La Cruz, a couple of picks, we're going to maybe throw in young Triple A, maybe throw in Andrew Abbott, okay? To get Otani, to get us over the top and get us into the postseason. You want our best pitcher and best young prospect gone? I don't. Gone no, I for don't. For Otani? Not at all. But I'm not the Reds' management. I'm not. You're looking doing at that. the future. The I'm Red, not doing here's that. what the Reds are looking at, Scoots. When are we going to be in this position again? Yeah, but you've we already are the, we are the Cincinnati Reds. We are a low budget team. Three years from now, Ellie De La Cruz is going to be a free agent. Matt McClain's going to be a free agent. Andrew Abbott's going to be a free agent. All these guys are going to leave. Spencer Steer. The list goes on and on. Now, obviously, when you call in your Cincinnati, the first name you don't say is Ellie De La Cruz. You say we'll give you Spencer Steer and Buck Farmer and Four draft picks and you know, maybe Matt McClain. You don't you don't mention De La Cruz, but guess what the Angels are gonna say? We want De La Cruz. See, you've already said that Otani's just a two month rental. It is. So why I don't know why it you is. would take that chance if you're the because Reds. And when, when are you gonna got... be in the pennant race again? You don't know. This is your chance to get in it and win the World Series. The Reds haven't won a World Series that, since oh, 1990. I don't know that bringing in Otani does that. I mean, he's just one player, and I realize he bats he's, and he pitches. He's two players. Hear me out. Yeah, Hear me players. out, but you're getting rid of Ellie, who has been a guy. Nah, I can't get rid of Ellie. I'm, I've already backed off of that. He's been the spark plug. I can't get rid of Ellie. Speaking of backed off, I'm backing off the NL for tonight. <laughs> I just Boy, realized. That was, that was quick. I just realized Strider, Elder, Kershaw, and Stroman are not, not participating. Pitching. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're all stars in name only. I'm I out. knew about Kershaw. I was going to tell you, and I thought I'm not going to. So the backup Elder just pitched Sunday. There's no way he's pitched. The backups to Gallon are not good. So yeah, I'm on AL too. Yeah, right. yeah. go on. That was going to be a free steak sandwich. Yep. Sorry, buddy. So you're backing out of the bet. Backing out. If, if you want to bet on the over under, I'll. I'll... No, no. Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the college football schedule for Saturday, August 28th, right now. Anyway, so 26. Excuse me. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but if you're if you're Anaheim or California or LA, whoever the Angels are now, I'm sitting by the phone starting July 25th. I say, hey, phone lines are open. Give me your best offer. Keep your hands off Ellie because yeah, he's not going anywhere. There's no <laughs> as soon as I say the Reds have done dumb stuff in the past, and as soon as I say there's no way they're going to trade Ellie De La Cruz. What happened? If they traded De- Ellie De La Cruz, there would be a group of fans that burned down How about the stadium. Straight up? Promise. How about straight up? Ellie for no. Mm-mm. And then we'll – anybody that trades for him that is not a small market team is trading to sign him to a long – a 10-year contract. Sure. But the Reds can't do that. Uh, Pittsburgh can't do it. Oakland can't do it. Or Oakland slash Las Vegas. Maybe Oakland can do it. Vegas money, baby. It's it a is, lot of money in Vegas. It is interesting to think about, though. Cause, so I'm sitting here thinking that I don't really want Shohei because he doesn't do the things that Ellie does. Like, he doesn't steal three bases. Ellie doesn't he pitch. doesn't. He doesn't. 
it gets cycles in six Ellie innings. Ellie doesn't hit 500 yeah, foot home runs. Exactly. Then you look on the other side of things at Shohei, and it's like, well, he's doing so many things that Ellie doesn't do. You know? Shohei steals bases. He Oh, absolutely. But he's not going to steal three in an inning. He's not that he's type gonna of He's going to DH, and he's going to pitch. Yeah. And his ERA is going to be hovering right around three, maybe lower. He's he, he Here's a guy who's an all-star pitcher. Oh, by the way, and an all-star hitter. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Will he do both tonight? He's better than Babe Ruth was. Yeah. He is. Uh, no, he won't pitch tonight. He's got a blister. Oh, that's they had to take him out of the last start. All right, let's take a break. I'm behind schedule here. What was it like being alive for Babe Ruth? Playing? It was, uh, I tell you, you had to wear a suit to the games. <laughs> I had to wear my suit, which was kind of weird. But uh, other than that, you know, hot day, you're sitting there in a three-piece suit with a hat on, you know, a nice little bowler. Um, but that was a good look for e- you. Eating uh, steamed peanuts. <laughs> I, it, it, of course it looked good on me. Uh, and, and Babe, the way he ran with those little bitty steps, it was incredible. <laughs> that wasn't real, was it? I don't even know. Take a break. Come back. Bellerman's schedule, UK basketball, Bob Huggins, Pat Fitzgerald, a lot to get to in the last 20 minutes of the show. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cardi on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. Eminem Cartage hotline's open. 502-384-1450. That number again is 502-384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line. Last chance to text the show. 502-414-1450. Scooter, I, got, I told you I got a week off coming up. Yeah, Remind what's that about? me after the show to let you know which week. Unbelievable. Just so I don't forget. Uh, I just try and take money out of your pocket. I mean, that's yeah, that's a pretty big hit to me. That's what I do. Uh, I don't want to seem misogynistic here. Uh-oh. No, no. This is a good thing. The Global Jam starts tomorrow in Canada, in Toronto, as they say it up there. Not Toronto. 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 Uh, Kentucky, of course, is playing in the men's portion of the tournament. Team USA, I should say, against teams Germany, Africa, and Canada. Louisville women are playing as well, okay? They will play Puerto Rico tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. If you want to watch that, you can watch it on Twitter at Louisville WBB. That's women's basketball. At Louisville WBB. They'll have the whole thing on Twitter? Or the link will be at gocards.com. Game two for the car, late. You can't say lady cards anymore either. USA. Game two for the Louisville women's team is Thursday, five thirty p.m. on CBS Sports Network. They will be playing Team Canada. So find your CBS Sports Network feed, which is where Kentucky will be. Men will be on on uh, Wednesday. Louisville women will be on at five thirty on Thursday live. Uh, The Louisville women on Saturday will play Team Africa. That, again, is going to be on Twitter at at Louisville WBB. Then the bronze medal game and the gold medal game are Sunday, 11 and 5.30, respectively. If the late women Cardinals are in the gold medal game, it'll be on CBS Sports Network, 5.30. 
immediately preceding the men's championship game or gold medal game. Uh, so you could watch Louisville women, Kentucky men back to back Sunday evening if they're lucky enough to get to the gold medal game. So there you go. Just a little information for you. All right, what do you make of Pat Fitzgerald's situation, Scoots? Are you, have you been following this? Uh, I have been, yeah. It's, it's it's tough to talk about. It is tough to talk about, yeah. I mean, it, I don't want to make too much of a big deal about it until I know all the facts. I mean, it seems like we've gotten a lot of that come out. But all right. it's, you got to choose what to believe and what not to believe. Friday, he was handed a two-week suspension by the university. Not yeah. a two-game suspension, which, I, again, I think I made another error yesterday. Man, I am struggling this week. Jeez. I think I said it was a two games. No, it was a two week suspension mm-hmm. before the season starts. Nothing changed between Friday and Monday other than public perception. And I think the student newspaper put an article out at Northwestern. I think the student body was angry. And all of a sudden, Monday, the university president just changed his mind and fired. Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald is a Northwestern alum. He was a former Northwestern football star. And he also, by the way, had a 10-year, $57 million contract. His Northwestern teams have won the Big Ten West twice. He had $42 million left on his contract, by the way, when he was fired on Monday. He has retained counsel because guess what? He wants a little bit of uh, the greenbacks. Mm -hmm. There's no way he wants to walk away and leave that money on the table. Keep this in mind. Now, the incident was hazing, which goes on everywhere, right or wrong, and it's probably wrong, but it goes on everywhere. They just keep it under wraps everywhere else. Did he know? Did he not know? I love these coaches. Kind of like Rick Pitino would tell you, I know everything about my program until something bad comes along, and then he didn't know that. Right? These guys know everything. Now, there's a buffer. There's always a buffer to say they didn't know. Right? Joe Schmo knew. This guy, we're going to have to fire him, but the head coach never knew. Yeah, the head coach knows. Keep this in mind. Pat Fitzgerald's team was 1-11 last year. They won their first game of the year. They have four wins in the last two seasons. If Pat Fitzgerald's current teams, last couple teams, had been bowl teams and had won games, would he still be fired for cause and for the university to save $42 million? That's a question we have to ask. Mm -hmm. We'll never find out the answer to that because no school president or athletic director is going to say, you know, if they'd have won eight games each of the last two years and gone to a nice bowl game, maybe won a Big Ten West title along the way, we probably wouldn't have fired him. They're never going to tell you that. They're never going to say that. A legal battle is going to be next, and I think it's going to be a quiet legal battle. Here's the problem. This is a private university. Yeah. So when the seven-month investigation ended and the report came out, they didn't share it with the public because they don't have to. They're not a public university. They're not publicly funded. So they send out a summation of the investigative report. And they tell you what they want you to know. They don't tell you the whole report. However, 
The university president, guess what? He read the entire thing. He decided to suspend his coach for two weeks. After mulling it over on the weekend, and I'm sure hearing from a lot of unhappy people, he changed his mind and fired the head coach. I don't know if Pat Fitzgerald has a leg to stand on here, but I don't blame him for going and getting legal counsel because, you know, hey, $20 million, better than nothing. Yeah. How about you give me $25 million and I'll you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> the other story was Bob Huggins. He yesterday called the resignation letter that was sent to West Virginia a false statement. His lawyer says it was a resignation email authored from, ready for this? Mm-hmm. His wife, June Higgins. So Bob's wife sent an email resignation on behalf of her husband to the university. Bob Huggins wants his job back. He's saying, I never resigned. Now, was he hammered when he sent the resignation letter? Maybe. He thought he was in Pittsburgh when he was in Cincinnati. And, of course, that came a month and a half on the heels of a gay slur on, on the Cincinnati radio station. I don't know why we can't fire people anymore. Bob Huggins should be gone. Yeah. Pat Fitzgerald should be gone. Bob Huggins should have been gone a month and a half ago. Pat Fitzgerald should be gone. That happens in your program. Guess what? You're the leader of the program. You're gone. But now Bob Huggins wants to coach the Mountaineers. Does uh, the kid that transferred to Kentucky want to go back to West Virginia if Huggins is reinstated? (laughs) Probably not. Is this about money? I don't know. Remember, when he made the gay slur, he was fined $1 million by the school of his salary. (sighs) I love negative news on my show. (laughs) I really do. All right, Bellarmine's basketball schedule. Rick Bozich did a good, if, if you don't follow Rick on Twitter, go to WDRB.com. If you follow Rick, you can find the story on Twitter. Bellarmine does something great. They did it before they were Division One. They schedule games. They used to schedule um, exhibition games, but now they're regular season games because they are Division One against Power 5, Power 6 schools. They played Duke. They played Gonzaga. They played UCLA. They played Louisville. They played Kentucky. They'll play anybody because Scotty understands that right now they're not eligible to play in the postseason anyway, but these games are going to make my team better when I get into playing the Atlantic Sun Conference. It's a great way to do it. Why not play them? Nobody expects us to win, and we're going to learn. We're going to be better for it. Virginia this year said, no, thank you. Tony Bennett said, nope. Notre Dame and their new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury, came over from Penn State. They've known each other for a long, long time. Said, Scotty, no thank you. Bill Self in Kansas said, we're not going to play Bellarmine for the next 50 years. It's not going to happen. Nobody wants to play the Knights. They're finding trouble. They're having trouble finding games against Power 6 opponents. Now, Bellarmine fans, rejoice, because you are going to play some Division I top-tier teams. December 20th and 22nd, Bellarmine will be in the state of Utah to play BYU and Utah. 
<coughs> BYU now, of course, in the Big 12 Conference, Utah in the Pac-12 Conference. They again will travel to the Yum Center, long bus ride there, <laughs> to take on the cards. That is part of a two-year deal in exchange for Bellarmine allowing Louisville Volleyball to use the Freedom Hall court. Remember that? We didn't think much of it at the time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Bellarmine goes in Kenny Payne's first year and beats Louisville in the Yum Center. And then we'll go to, drumroll please, West Uh Virginia to place the, as of now, Bob Huggins-less Mountaineers. They went there a few years ago and got beat in a close game. Maybe they beat West Virginia this year. How about that one? They will have one more. Scotty said they're waiting for the contract to come in, but they have one more. He wouldn't say who it was, but we think it's a West Coast team, another Pac-12 team. Remember, he coached with Mick Cronin at Louisville. They played UCLA uh, at UCLA last year, Mick Cronin. It'll be the same time frame when they go to Utah. You fly to Utah, you play BYU in Utah, then you fly to California, play whoever it's going to be. Maybe it's Oregon. Maybe you fly to Oregon. If you're Bellarmine Scoots, what Big Ten team do you want to play? I mean, Pac-12 team. What Pac-12 team do you want to play? I was about to say Big Ten, Indiana. What Pac-12 uh, Pac-12. This is easy. USC. Bronny. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You want to play Bronny James. You want to, if you're Scotty, you want to hang out. Go to L.A. Hey, LeBron, what's up? Go have dinner with LeBron and his family. (laughs) But they keep having trouble finding games. Congratulations. I love Scotty, and I love Bellarmine. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. We'll wrap up the All-Star Game and get ready for Louisville Louisville women and Kentucky men in the Global Jam. You're listening to Spears on Sports. Eminem Cartage, the Big X.